Your Excellency, Cyprus and India have traditionally enjoyed exceptional relations, premised on deep friendship, mutual respect and close cooperation, particularly in the context of international organizations. When did the diplomatic ties between Cyprus and India first come into effect? Our diplomatic relations got established on 10th of February 1962. But even before that, there had been a lot of exchanges between the leaders of both the countries. And after that also, there have been a lot of visits between both the countries. Many people have come. And today, as you can see, that there are more than 7,000 Indians who are there in, the, in Cyprus. So I think our relations over the period of time have really got enhanced and we have got kind of, you know, integrated in the Cyprus community also. And I think all in all, it has been a lovely time for both the countries. I can say that the economic relationship has been established on the foundation of a joint commercial technical economic commission which has been signed between both the countries. And then, of course, we have the, uh, relations with and ties with the Cyprus Chamber of Commerce. We have the India-Cyprus Business Council, which has been having a lot of meetings where are, we are exploring how to enhance bilateral ties with, in tourism, in MSMEs, that is micro, small and medium enterprises, and in shipping, as you already know, which already exists here. So I think we all in all we have been trying to enhance bilateral trade, there's a lot of potential. So we think that uh, it is an important uh, foundation between both the countries and we are having a lot of events to enhance it. In 2019 you assumed charge as High Commissioner of India in Cyprus. What are some of the initiatives you have taken that have helped forge stronger ties and further enhance the cooperation between the two countries? So when I came in here and I I was surprised by the fact that many people already knew a lot about India and also to see that there is a lot of Indian restaurants which are promoting Indian cuisine here in Cyprus and so it was not something that one had to begin, you know, kind of uh, propagating so to say about Indian culture but what I think is important is this that through various little things, through various events we have been able to let the people know how, what is in India that is unique in terms of what festivals we celebrate. I remember that when the restrictions were partially lifted, then we were celebrating the finale of the 150th anniversary of Mahatma Gandhi. For that, we had a photo exhibition in the foreign ministry, which was opened again by your foreign minister. We had tree planting events. So that was all signifying the ideals of Mahatma Gandhi, which I'm very happy to note is something that the Cypriots value a lot. After so many years, I think Mahatma Gandhi still remains the single most relevant icon in the whole world. And people all over the world look up to him because of his ideals of non-violence and peace. And I think uh, he has been instrumental. We call him the father of the nation because he is the one who turned the movement for independence into a mass movement. And also through uh, various ways which he evolved from his own personal experiences. So I think this whole uh, concept or rather I would say philosophy of uh, non-violence that was espoused by Mahatma Gandhi is something that is unique. India has always, always stood 
for uh, unification of uh, Cyprus. And I think uh, wherever the Cypriot uh, government or establishment has spoken about, uh, you know, bicommunal, bi-zonal federation, so we have always stood for that. And today, as members of the United Nations uh, Security Council also, we have actively voted for it, we have actively promoted it, and I think that is something uh, we stand for Cyprus as friends. The reunification of uh, Cyprus is something that will be good for the whole world. It will be an example for the whole world to see that how Cyprus stands for peace and also how Cyprus has been laboring for so many years for a solution. I think many filmmakers in Bollywood are not in a particular way aware of the incentives that the Cypriot government is giving in this area. So we hope to even bring in a lot of Bollywood producers, Bollywood artists and stars who can come in and uh, who can you know, publicize about Cyprus. Because so Cyprus has this beautiful, beautiful sites where you know, it's you know about them. The I think the Mediterranean is one of the best in Cyprus, and I think there's a lot of lot of opportunity and potential here. The north of India is again represented by four major states, so to say, uh, by Kashmir, by Punjab, by Rajasthan, and by Uttar Pradesh. So you know, these are four different regions of north of India. But each one of them has a different language. When you come to South of India, then there are predominantly four regions in South of India, which we call them actually states. I belong from a state called Assam, and that is where the tea comes from. We produce the highest production of tea, and uh, that is of course consumed a lot domestically also, and we export also a lot. Then you move into Central India, where you have the state of Madhya Pradesh and there also, you know, predominantly because it's center of India, it also kind of uh, has the influences, a little bit of the north and a little bit of the east and the west. Again, there is a difference in the way they dress and the way they eat, the music, the dance. Each state has its own unique uh, folk dances and music. You began your diplomatic career in the Embassy of India in Russia. Since then, you have held key positions in countries such as Kazakhstan, Sweden, Turkey, and now in Cyprus. How challenging was it to travel extensively from one country to the next and balance a personal life with a family? I came into the Indian Foreign Service after I had two small children. So, uh, it, uh, you know, when the people say that everything becomes a little bit more difficult uh, to manage uh, with family and with profession, uh, well, I, in my case, I don't think so. Because uh, I was supported very much by my, uh, uh, my husband. I think he has been instrumental in where I am today and uh, how I got into the diplomatic service and uh, my children have always been a major support for me. I follow the principle of a work-life balance and therefore I don't, I believe that, you know, work should not be taken home and home should not be taken to office. It's very, very 
reassuring in a certain way to see that there's so much of an Indian influence also in many of the countries that I have been. And also, you know, how each country is able to embrace our culture. So I would, I, I felt at home in the, almost all the countries uh, that I have served in. So uh, I would say that uh, the world is my home, but of course India is in my heart as always.